With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch. Down under, I'm Matty Peverell, joined as always by my co-host, Mark D, Mike Davison. Mate, it's been a couple of weeks and we're back, we're live, we're live on a Friday night in the US, or we might be coming at whatever time it is for those listening on the audio side of things, the Spotify's, the Apple Podcasts, the Stitches, Anchors, Patreons, all that sort of stuff, um, Pandora's. How you going? Yeah, good, Matty, mate. If it was Friday night in the US, you and I could be going out to the clubs. Hitting the old bar scene up in up in Pittsburgh if you wanted to. Oh, if you're allowed to, because I like we're not allowed to, but if I get a little bit permission from your soon-to-be wife, but otherwise yeah. it'd be a bit of fun. Ah, oh, she's fine with that stuff. She's good with that. Have have a few beers out, out in the town and talk steel. Doesn't be right. We would annoy <laughs> we would annoy every every like Pittsburgh resident. They would be like, Can you just leave us alone? We're we're sick of talking about Steelers. Leave us alone. But 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 can you pick it? Oh, can you leave us alone? I don't know. I think it would be the talk of the town, mate. <laughs> talk of the town, you know, like Aussie accents and all that sort of stuff. But, mate, I missed you this week. And, like, Mark didn't know this, but I put a ban on Mark and I talking this week because I want to talk about, with Mark, the draft picks, live reactions. We haven't got to talk about it. And, you know, it's good content for you guys. Um, being hard because we wanted to talk about it. We've actually both had busy weeks, so it was slightly easier than I thought about it. But, you know, we like to give you guys the best content. And, you know, we know when we when we throw different things at each other, that's when you get it. I think anyone that's listening back and can recall the pizza podcast would know that. Oh, um, number one, you know, number like, one. Number one show um, from us. So, you know, that's when we're doing off-the-cuff stuff. So, look, you've heard a lot of different things about the draft. Um, over the last week, we're going to quickly talk about the serious stuff. And then we thought we'd get into a bit more fun stuff. And we definitely want the live chat involved. And the live chat, I mean, J-Devil, first one as always. We've got Darkstorm in there. Michael and Mally, missed you, but I've been catching up with you in the live chat of other shows. Brian Brown. I don't think, Mark, you know, and I know you were doing things for Steel Nation Oz and, and contributing for something else. 
um, during the draft weekend. But I don't think Brian Brown has missed a live show in like two weeks. I think Brian Brown has been in every single live show. I think he's been there for two years. I think I've always, <laughs> like I've always seen Brian Brown's name in there. Maybe uh, it's like Art Rooney the second in disguise or something like that. <laughs> Can you imagine? You, you never know. You don't know. Like these, no one has. You know, not many people have their, their their YouTube logo. And even if you do, it could be it could be Heinz Ward. We don't know. It could be Troy. Who knows? Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, man. Speaking of Troy, did you hear Tomlin come out and say that he has similar conversations with Mick Fitzpatrick that he used to have with Troy? I don't know. I saw that this morning. Well, just go out and be yourself and do whatever you want to do. Yeah. What, what were you thinking when you shut down Pat McAfee, you know, <laughs> one time ever that he was going for the two points? What were you thinking when you read the snap about 15 times in a row and you jumped over the Titans player? Like, what were you actually thinking when you ran through the line and, and, and got, was it, was it Chris uh, Palmer? He ran through the yeah. line before, before he snapped the ball and was like, tackle? How do you do that? I don't understand how that even happens. Like, That's it was amazing nuts. to watch. The way he played the game was like, he knew the exact same snap count. He was like behind the center, but as the ball was being snapped. It's crazy. Like, he he was unbelievable. But that's, that's good to hear for uh, for uh, Minka. I think he's going to be in, in this defense this year anyway with Terrell now and uh, some of our guys, Highsmith, uh, Jack, and the bringing back the defensive line. I think I think it's I think it's good things this year. Like Mink has got a, a good chance to make some like you know splash plays along the way. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I'm really keen for us to be able to talk to that. You know, as the as the it's weird. We call this the off season. To me, it's like the pre-preseason. I don't like calling it the off season. Like, you know, they're about to start rookie mini camps and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I think that starts on next weekend, next Friday or something. <clears throat> um, so that's pretty cool. But look, Mark, we didn't get to talk about the draft, um, as I said. So we're going to talk about it quickly. And then we're going to talk more about the players and have a bit of fun, um, as I said, to open the show. I want to ask, before we go and grade, and I want to grade the ABC, I just want to rank the pick in terms of like what you liked one to seven. But what what were your feelings throughout the draft? Um, a lot of anticipation until it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard when you're doing BTSC stuff or you're doing like, other content, isn't it? It's like... It was like... I was it's a bit anticlimactic sometimes. Oh, yeah. I was live streaming on my uh, Steel Nation Oz channel. And that went for like four hours. And that was great, right? It was good fun. But at the same time, like I've always said every year, it's so it's so boring, but I think you have to watch it. Like, it's, it, well, it can yeah. be exciting the first day, but the next few days, it's like, oh, who's these guys and what's going to happen? But when I was waiting for the pick for number one um, and Malik Willis kept rising up the boards, I thought it was going to be a 100, or 99%. I thought Malik Willis was going to drop there because – the media and the Steelers had, had all hyped him up to to drop to number 20. And Pickett was only talked about at the start of the draft, like, you know, conversation, like back in like February or March. And then as as Franco Harris read out Pickett's name, I was like, oh, my. And I was like, wow, we just got Pickett. But, but I thought, I think I was more convinced by the media that we had to choose Malik Willis. But I'm kind of happy we, we have chosen now Pickett. And for one reason, I think you and I talked about last week or, or, or during a, a text, the bloke literally has to walk over from one from one office to the other. He lives in Pittsburgh. He knows he knows Pittsburgh. He's played in the stadium yeah. for what four or five years. So that to me is very comforting. And I'm I didn't think about it like, like before. Tomlin knows this player like the back of his hand. And what a well, brilliant that's... opportunity. 
And you hit the nail on the head and Dave Schofield put something similar on the Slack, BTC Slack channel. And, you know, it's not, you know, crazy unique about, you know, Steelers fans, you know, probably feeling like we had to, you know, pick Malik Willis. I mean, I don't know if any if anyone that caught the Jeff's Let's Ride on the Friday after the first round, you can hear me. I'm the one in the background going, not Malik, not Malik, not Malik. Now, Everyone talks about Jeff saying not Kenny Pickett, and I get why that's topical because we picked Kenny Pickett. But if you actually listen back to that, I'm the one sitting there just going, not Malik, not Malik, not Malik. I didn't want him. I don't think he can make NFL throws. I, I said that after Senior Bowl. I thought that beforehand. If you look at you know a lot of different stat numbers, he can't throw in the middle of the field. Not to say he won't be able to. He just can't right now. Um, and it's funny with Pickett. I, I said this, I think, on, I think it was on War Room or I said it in a tweet or something like that. Um, I might have even said it to Britsburg Owen um, when he and I were messaging, but I didn't allow myself to, as Dave Scrivelite says, like to say, fall in love with Kenny Pickett. I didn't allow myself to like Kenny Pickett. I didn't allow that last year um, during the college season because I just sat there and I thought, even if he has a great year, he's not going to be a, like he's not going to fall to the Steelers. Either they're going to have too late a pick, someone's going to pick him really early. It's even if he has an even better year than what he had, it's not going to happen. But the thing that I loved throughout the whole process of last season was not the numbers that, and by that I mean college season, is not that Kenny Pickett had such a great season. Obviously, he did. But early on the season, like in October, I think it was, they interviewed Jim Nagy, who's the head of the Senior Bowl. And they said to him, who are some of the players you're looking forward to seeing in the Senior Bowl? You're starting to send out invites. And he said, one of the first people he labeled was Kenny Pickett. And he said, I'm saying Kenny Pickett because we invited him last year. He was probably a sec- anywhere between a, a third round to a fifth round, maybe end of the second round last year. And he immediately didn't even consider it when we offered it. So he's talking about the October, not in 2021, but the October 2020. And he ignored it and he said, no, I want to go back. And he said, because apparently he contacted Jim Nagy and he's back and he said, look, where do you think I'm going to be drafted? And when Jim Nagy said, I think you're, this is the, you know, you end of the second or early third through to the fifth. And he, Kenny Pickett went and went, sat there and said, I think I want to go back for another year and get, and get better. And he did that. And he went back and he, he did exactly what he said he would do. And he did exactly what he said he would do and fix his deep ball. So everyone keeps going, oh, we've drafted a 24 year old quarterback. Who cares? Tom Brady's 42. Yeah, it doesn't I, I don't care. Like it, it People develop later. Like, there are plenty of, like, I just think about the undrafted free agents that are Hall of Famers. Think about guys like your Mike Hilton's and your Ramon Foster's, right? And they haven't necessarily been in the great positions that Pickett's been in. There's no reason he can't develop. We're not we're not talking about a running back who's going to, like, immediately slow down at 30. If a quarterback takes a little bit longer to read, an, read a defense, fine. Like Malik Willis, Willis can't read the defense right now. He's got to run out of trouble. So for me, like with Pickett, I, lo- I, I love the pick because, you know, I, I Jeff Hartman doesn't even know this. I talked about this with, I think, Jeffrey Benedict and Kyle Christ. We were the only ones left on one of the BTS Zooms for some of the draft picks last week. And I said to them, if the Steelers had picked Malik Willis, I would have written and I would have offered to write an article on the BTSC website and I don't get time to write usually. So it would have mean I would have had to really make some considerable more time in my diary or get no sleep one night or whatever. But I wanted to write an, an article that basically said the Steelers can never say they're in, you know, that they want to compete every year. Because if you pick Malik Willis, you're using a first round draft pick on someone that needs to sit for a year or two. Mm. That doesn't help us win now. Kenny Pickett helps us win now. 
And then I've seen comparisons to Mitch Trubisky. Oh, why would you get a player like Mitch Trubisky? I'll tell you why. It's common sense. If Even if Mitch Trubisky wins the camp battle, if he gets injured, you're going to put in a, exactly, a quarterback yeah. with, that's completely different and has to run the offense differently. Like, I don't understand that this, there's criticisms of Kenny Pickett that actually, if you sit there as a logical human being and common sense, it, it actually doesn't make any sense. Like, he's the best quarterback by a country mile in this draft class. I don't, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I think there's even one article too. I don't know what side it was. It might have been, might have been like Sports Illustrated or something like that. Um, they called that Kenny Pickett was the worst pick overall in the NFL draft. And I was like, I don't agree with that. I think I think what we do. Oh, how in, about Dan Olofsky criticizing him? Sorry, I didn't want to. I, I did not take. Oh, any, mate, you can't even. You don't even know what the end zone is, buddy. Exactly. That is, uh, mate. I don't. I don't trust what anything Dan says because he got a safety, so he can go. He can go kick rocks. Um, but what I was <laughs> going to say was, look, in this day and age, look, we have on PTSC, we have so many podcasts a day. We're always talking Steelers. We're always doing this. So. In the fact is, imagine being a player getting chosen and instantly you're, you, no matter who chooses you, what team, you become public enemy number one. You're exactly. bad. How are you bad? How does that make sense? You get chosen at 20, you get chosen at one, you get chosen here, you go to the Malik goes to the Titans, whatever. And instantly you're like, they reach, they got this guy, that guy, or whatever. It doesn't make any sense because we're in that, in that you know, what have you done for me lately, league, and what have you done uh, we instant reaction of like, oh, this has to happen. We need to win today. We still haven't played a snap yet. And that's the thing I, I think maybe that in, in my old head being 32 and, and, and growing up in the 90s, I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. Let him develop and let him sit, um, even if he does play, but let him just be part of the team. Like, I, I think they're going to play Trubisky. Uh, now, now thinking about it over the last few weeks, I think Trubisky will start and yeah. then they'll bleed, they'll bleed in Kenny Pickett here and there. And if Mason's still on the roster, he'll be uh, backup number three, and the other bloke will be on the, the practice court. So I think it's a it's actually it's a pretty good pick when you think about it, because we had a pretty good draft, and we'll talk about the rest of the draft. But overall, we, we can't say he's a really bad pick or or he's a bad player because he hasn't played yet with the Steelers. So we are too quick to judge, I think, with anything in this league, because I know for a fact that some Steelers fans out there, the minute that Trubisky throws an interception. They will go put Pickett in. Then when Pickett starts, when Pickett starts, and he fumbles, they'll say put Rudolph in, and that that's, that's, and it'll that's, be two small hands, and it will be. <laughs> you know the thing yeah. that you know the thing that's interesting for me is everyone talks about oh Kenny Pickett's not as mobile. I went back and watched tape. He's a lot more mobile. In fact, uh, you know one of my criticisms a little bit of Malik Willis is he's you know wants to run it first. You know, and I and I know when you're watching, you know, select, you know, plays from different tapes, you're not necessarily getting full perspective. But there were times I was like, Kenny, I need you to plant your foot, buddy. <laughs> you need to calm down on the mobility, right? So, like, that's the thing I loved. Um, but oh, before we get into the the next part with these draft picks, um, is there a pick? Who was your favorite pick outside of round one? Like, I'm not saying necessarily. Kenny, oh, that's, who's your favorite pick? Who was, who was your favorite pick rounds two to seven? Chris Oladurkin. That's 100% easy, mate. Really? I, I know we had him on the podcast the other day, but I'm tra- I've am i been trying to get him. I want him to do the Hadouken touchdown from Street Fighter. Hadouken, <laughs> you know? Or the Duken. He's my favorite. I don't know why I just like that. Cool name. Uh, no, nah, it's good he's getting a chance. But I, overall, and seriously, I kind of like the fact that we got Calvin Austin third. to be very yeah. honest. I like it because we need speed in this offense. His offense hasn't had speed in a long time. 
And we need something. And I do know that this year, the Matt Cannon offense, if this doesn't work, oh boy. See ya. <laughs> because it's not Ben's fault this year. Uh, I think... I don't yeah, know, but I think Matt Cannon will get two years. I think Matt Cannon will get two years. But look at the offense that they're building for him and the players that he I has. Know, I the know. Physical, the physical nature of these players, a new quarterback, we're giving you everything. Well, the Steelers are giving Matt Cannon everything. So it's your chance to show up and do something with these players. And if that's create different schemes or use Frymouth more or use Najee. So, yeah, I like I like Calvin Austin the third. I think, out of everyone, to be honest. I think it's interesting take, Jade, on Kenny before I, I talk through mine. But, like, um, deal with it says, if Kenny actually starts, though, that tells me that he's even more of a guy than we realize at the moment. I agree. Imagine if he does beat out people. Like, good on him. But I, I still it, think, they'll, I think they'll sit him still for the first couple of weeks, depending on where the way the schedule rolls out. I think yeah. they'll... Particularly if you're playing the... Imagine if they're playing the Ravens in the first three weeks of the season, they're not rolling Kenny Pickett out for that because they'll want to make sure that the O-line's cohesive. They'll want to make sure the wide receivers are adjusted. Like That's why I think it's four to six weeks. And then you've got to think about when's the buy as well. Like, where you got the away? Have you got too many away games down the stretch? Like, are you playing, you know, away on Christmas or on Thanksgiving? Or like, that, there's those sorts of nuances. You know, the Steelers don't have to do too much flying across the country, but, you know, that comes into it. Like, there's some of those nuances as well. Um, short weeks as well. Like, you're not going to debut Kenny on a, the, a, you know, the week before a short week. You know, like, you're not going to do a Sunday and then a Thursday. You're not going to play him the Sunday if you can avoid it and then play him on the Thursday. And that's where you might see, even if Kenny Pickett in the Steelers' mind is number mm-hmm. two, they start Mason Rudolph instead because it's a lot to ask. So I think that's going to be interesting. You know, I wanted to say Calvin Austin the third as well, but I really like DeMarvin Leal. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm going for the positive. Like, I can see it not working out. But you got a guy that in mock drafts in January was a top 10 player, right? You've got a guy that's, like, flexible. Texas A&M is no shonky defense. And, like, Andrew Walbar. Um, I'm not trying to call him out, but he said to me, oh, I didn't like, you know, the Alabama game, you know, uh, Texas A&M let them run for heaps of yards. But it's funny. Tomlin, it was either Tomlin um, or Flores actually pulled it out and said, well, when they were talking about the pick, and I I think it was, actually it was Tomlin. He said during the Alabama game, Leal showed up and was trying to do a lot on on a defensive line that was going backwards. And, I like the versatility of him. If like it's like wide receiver, if the Steelers are going to get one position to mold on the defense, it's going to be the defensive line. And then you listen to um, Jeffrey Benedict's cutting room floor this week, and he talked about the four eye, which is what Liao is very good at. I mean, that's a great pick. I just for me in the third round, this they, like we all sat there with Alex Highsmith, and we were like, "Whoa, what a steal in the third round!" If Liao comes off, that'll be a bigger steal in the third round. Like that'll that'll be awesome. So I. I love the CA3 pick, but everyone's saying it, so I'm going to go the other way. I like the Pickens pick, but I thought that's I, – I did think he was a realistic pick for the Steelers. I talked about that on War Room. I think most people thought if he was there, the Steelers would get him round two. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like that. I do really like – someone asked about the undrafted free agents. I really liked Chris Steele, the cornerback out of USC. He's a physical right. cornerback in the in the sixth or the seventh round. I mocked that very weeks ago, and I can pull them up someone that forced me to. Um, so to get him as a UDFA, I liked. There are a lot of guys that I liked that we didn't get in the seventh that we missed out on. I think everyone loves Connor Haywood. I was talking about Connor Haywood, you know, in November last year. 
you know, I didn't just jump on the hype train. I talked about that when Cam went to visit um, for that Michigan State game and I looked into him. So, you know, I can call that one. But, you know, I think everyone was reconciled that, you know, if he was there in the sixth or the seventh, the Steelers were going to get him. So I don't think that counts as predicting a pick. But you know what I was did want to say about Liao? If you remember our show the week before the draft, I made the prediction that the Steelers would either draft a Penn player from Penn State or a player from Texas A&M. And I said they were more likely to draft a player from Penn State. Well, they did draft a player from Texas A&M. There you go, mate. You, you could have fooled me. I, I can't remember yesterday, mate. So you, know, <laughs> you, you could have made anything up there and it would have been fine. I want to go back to you. There's a few points I want, I want to jump yeah. into. Uh, Connor Haywood, I, I think... Same kind of thing with a lot of, lot of fans might be thinking, oh, why would you go out and get him? He's a fullback, he's a tight end, we don't need him, blah, blah, blah. Bringing in him, like, I think people forget too sometimes they're a football player. Now, Connor Haywood is a football player. And I think he's going to go out there and, and do some good things for the Steelers if it's on special teams. Maybe he might work his way into tight end number three. Um, and what would happen with Watt? I don't, I don't think he would play fullback. I, don't, I think Watt still has the job. But the reason why I bring up Connor Haywood is because if there's any player that's going to, you know, mess around the team, there is no way that Connor Haywood messes around the team. You've got your no. big brother there to yeah. guide you in a certain way to be a true stealer like Cameron Haywood. And that kind of leadership is going to affect. If you start to teach Connor Haywood that leadership too, do you, do you not think that he's going to tell the other rookies to smarten up as well? Exactly. If, if you've got Cameron Haywood talking to you and saying, like, we're doing this, doing that, and yes, there could be sometimes in, in, in team sports like your brother's here, but I think we're all, all adults and I think you would treat each other like an adult. You're not going to say, well, your brother's, you're only here because you're your brother. That's really petty stuff if someone would say that. But I like the fact that I think Cameron Haywood can lead these young men and like his brother and give them a shot. And then he can start to really, you know, if some people are slack, slacking on some of these rookies aren't, aren't showing up or doing their best on the field, then he can start to talk about the steal away f- through Cameron Haywood's uh, perspective as well. So I yeah. like that. I like the, I like the fact that um, you bring him there. There's now four sets of brothers. It does remind me a bit like our Manly team, how we got like, I think we had, we've always had brothers in our team. Yeah, we, we have. Trevojevic is the Stewarts. Um, those blokes, we've always had that that mentality of like, you know, still, you need to think about, yeah, that football side of the Steelers culture and what better way to bring in another brother. And they said, well, he kind of just fell to us. I think they went up and got, like, they went. And, no, they got him. They picked him early. They, like, two, yeah, they two wanted, they wanted to get him, right? Like, his ranking was, like, 250 to 270 consensus across, like, yeah. PF, Pro Football Network, Draft Network, um, NFL.com. Like, yeah, no, he, they, 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 he got yeah, picked exactly. early. It's the same as, same as, like, Derek Watt. Like, there's probably a, a million other fullbacks you can choose to go out and get, but you go out and get uh, Derek Watt because that's TJ Watt's brother. Like that to me is saying, well, you're giving, you're having, you know, it's it's creating that rivalry, it's creating that culture, it's bringing it back, and the Steelers need that. And I really find, and I know I always bring this up, and I do love Big Ben, but we're getting out of the Big Big Ben era, and now we're moving into maybe just the more of the, the Steelers team that is focused around yes. the defense, focused around the run, focused around um, getting back to that smash mouth football, bringing in uh, George Pickens, who's very physical. Now I did a reason why I brought up the the, the leadership with Connor too. Is Pickens, I did see a video of the weekend that was like, you know, being very physical, but there was one point I didn't like. He used his water bottle to spray the other person down, and I don't like that stuff at all. So that needs to go out. But these are young fellas. They will all get together. And when you look at the draft, I think it's a pretty good draft because I think we, we killed the offseason, in my opinion. All right, well, mate, we smashed. If you if you rewind to January and you told the Steel fans this is what you're going to do, Steel fans, someone would tell you you're an idiot. Like, it's like what Bad pointed out with KT Smith. And he was like, 
you're still has got the best free agent quarterback available, didn't overpay for him. And then they got the best quarterback in the draft, didn't didn't trade up for him. Like best, most important position in football. Like ridiculous. I mean, one thing I would say though is like Brian Brown brings up just on the Connor Haywood point, man, Steelers can deny it to the cows come home. You can't convince me Steelers didn't do Cam and sold by picking his brother. They might not have sold by picking him exactly where they did. But you look at the tape and it goes back to what you were saying there, Mark, about showing the players. He's going to ball out on the practice field. He's going to ball out. And we won't get to see it because of the prioritization of the skills that Connor Haywood has. But he's going to ball out on the practice field in preseason. And then he will make one or two big plays in some key moments in some games down the stretch. And then people will be like, oh, but if you overdo it with him, it's not going to work. So I think, you know, that's pretty interesting from that perspective. You know what I like too that you mentioned there? Look at the core of players we're getting on offensive top guys. Kenny Pickett, 24. Pat Freemuth, I think, 24. Najee Harris, 24, right? Now, that's not that old, right? Then you've got George Pickens. I put Deontay on one side. Claypool, who knows what he's going to be. Calvin Austin, the third. You've got a Connor Haywood. Like, you know, um, Brian Brown brought up Mateo Durant, the undrafted free agent running back they, they bring in. Like, McFarlane could still potentially be a decent, you know, second or third guy if he can not trip over his feet and stay healthy. Like, there's a core young offense here that we can now pad out. We can focus now, hopefully, if Pickett works, you know, maybe unless a really good alignment's there in, in next year's draft, we can go back and get younger on defense as well in the early rounds, use the middle rounds to, you know, plump up the depth in, on the offense. But we've got a really young core here. And a young core means a cheap core. And that means we can prioritize, you know, different free agents as they become available as guys like, you know, Cam Haywood finish up their careers. I mean, I, I, I'm now beginning to think, too, it's not going to be on the roster, but we can deal with that in, in an, on another week's show um, from that perspective. So what I want to do before we get into the fun stuff for part the second part of the show or the second, you know, half hour, 20 minutes of the show, rank one to seven, you know, seven points being the highest, um, the picks, I want to, so rank them in order. So what, out of seven points, what would you give? So we can give seven points, six points, five points, four points, three points, two uh, okay. points, one point, but only once, right? So one person can only get gotcha, seven, one gotcha. person can. So who, what would you give Kenny Pickett? Well, it's got to be number one. Well, seven that- points, the most points. Oh, you want seven being the most? Yeah. Okay, uh, seven, seven points for, for Kenny Pickett. Okay, cool. I'm yeah. going to give him six points. What about Pickens? Pickens? Um, well, you've made this really difficult, but <laughs> I've got to remember what I said. Okay. Uh, I guess, oh boy, five? Five. Five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, look, look, could I use the same number twice or no? No. Okay. Yeah, right. Right. I, I'm not. Yeah. Well, then I know what you're doing then. Okay. Yeah. I like Brian Brown. Thank you, Brian. Brian goes, Maddie says it like the show hasn't been fun so far. Yeah, we're just going to up the fun. <laughs> I like that. I like that. The fun stuff. Well, Thank hang on. Let me, take, let me take you back into the live stream uh, studio here because Michael O'Malley said, I'm back. What I miss. And then Brian Brown said, Michael, not much. So what what are you saying, Brian Brown? Is it not much or is it been a fun show? <laughs> Hey, you, you can't play two. You can't play both sides of the sword, there, Brian Brown. All right, depends uh, how long Michael O'Malley was gone for. We didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Reginald goes seven seven. Claude Bishop six and a half six. Okay, that's cool. All right. Um, I give Pickens 
I think that's the seven for me. I think if he can turn on, I know he's weird, but I really like him. Mark, I've started to design a shirt that I'm going to send you for Pickens because we can't order any of the Pickens shirts over here. So I've started, I've started designing one. Um, you're going to like it. Um, and then, all right, what about DeMarvin Leal? All right, so let's go uh, four. Okay. I think, yeah. I think I yeah. agree with you there. I'll go four too. Go yeah, four in the two. middle. Uh, yeah, and then Calvin Austin. Six, because he's okay, going to be one, of, one above... One above uh, George Pickens, and then the next is the next one. Who's the next one? Connor. The next one is um, Connor Hayward. Yeah. Uh, what numbers do I have left? Oh boy, three, Ooh. two, and one. <laughs> I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give uh, two. Ooh, I'm gonna go three. Yeah. Go yeah. Three. Mark Robinson, I know nothing about, so one. Yeah. And then Chris Oladukin, three, because his name's cool. I'm going to go Robinson one. I agree, just because he's raw. <laughs> but I'm going to love. I'm going to regret it in the future. I know it. And then Ola Dukin, I'm giving two because, and I think, I think it was Dark Storm or Brian Brown brought it up earlier. Um, but they talked about no deal with it. Um, deal with it. Did it? And he said, "What do you guys think of Ola Dukin? We're going to use him to simulate quarterbacks like Alan Jackson and those guys. He's decent, which scares me even more for Rudolph." I agree. I think he's going to be the Jobs, Josh Dobbs guy, the guy that plays on scout teams, really valuable from that 100%. perspective. And I said that to Owen. I said that to Owen on Tuesday or Wednesday. And so that, I think, is really helpful for the Steelers. And I said it on War Room, actually, as well, because what I joked about was even if you paid Oladokun a million dollars a year just to be the guy that prepares you for Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and any other mobile quarterback each year, and you won the majority of those games, that's a good million-dollar investment. <laughs> I'm putting my hand up like the ball went out outside the court. Can I? Uh, can I bring up a point here? I've been looking around the old Steelers, uh, you know, some media platforms. I'm not going to name any names. But I did not hear from the grapevine that, that Yins has. No, nah, not not Yinzers. They're, they're good lasses. Uh, some <laughs> other ones. Right? Yo, Jesus. Now, <laughs> I've been looking around a few of things, right? And there was uh, an idea that. They say the Steelers won't carry four quarterbacks and they may trade Mason. But I want to put it out there, and this is my thoughts on the 7th of what are we, May. My opinion will be Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, Rudolph, and Oladurkin will be on the practice squad 100%. These are the four guys we have, and that will be it. What do you reckon? So Chris, Oladurkin, who are the other two? Robinson. No, the, the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks. I'm saying, like, there was... There was uh, I saw like an article somewhere saying was it was saying that the Steelers won't carry four quarterbacks, and I think they will because they always do. Well, they, I don't think they'll carry four on the full season roster. They'll put one on the practice squad, and that, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Chris, yeah. yeah, Chris, Chris Oladukin will be on the will be on the, the yeah. practice squad for sure. Now, I don't think they'll trade Mason. To be honest, I think he'll be there. I think it'll depend on who goes down on another team. Like if Drew Locke goes down for the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Who, who even if they're going to start Geno Smith, what, what are they going to do there? Like, no, but I, I just can't see like while the Steelers, if you're going to trade, you've got you've got two quarterbacks already, Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, who have, who should be who will be the starters, like one or two, right? And if we don't think that Rudolph is going to be starter, why would you why would you trade a backup when you need a backup? I don't understand yeah, why you I, get rid of him. Yeah, I just, it doesn't I, make any sense to me. Like, why I, you would you trade away Rudolph because 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 fans hate him? Trade him away? No, you don't. I, I was saying uh, uh, the other day, right? You know, in, in Australia, when we eat something, and I can't swear on the podcast, but I'm like, hey, do you, oh, this tastes horrible. Do you want it? 
it's exactly the same. If you think that Mason Rudolph is bad and, and you're eating a, a, a bad apple, why would you offer that to your friends? Well, NFL franchises are out there competing. They're going to want to fleece someone. I don't <laughs> care about that. Way. I, I, I think he'll stay. I, I don't think... Yeah, I think, I think he'll stay that. too. I think he'll stay because I think it's a bit of a... He knows the offense. He's worked with Matt Canada for two and a half years now. Like I, I, I All I'm saying though is if a team comes over and goes, hey, we're going to give you a fifth for Mason Rudolph, if you don't take it, you need your head red. But is that going to happen though? Because the, what teams will take that to get to make him starter? Yeah, but you just got. But we don't know because how many people go down during you know preseason? And oh, the I'm, more, I'm more talking. Season? I'm more talking like through the off through the off season. And I just think as soon as we drafted the the players and and Trubisky came in, and I understand that Rudolph may not be the best quarterback, but as like the business standpoint for the, the Steelers, I think it's 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 silly to get rid of the quarterbacks well, when you need. I'd say what if, if Trubisky can't beat out Mason in their eyes. They will trade mate. They will trade Chabitsky if someone goes down very quickly. That won't even be a question because he's been a backup. And I said that. I said that as well um, during the Alfred draft. Alfred agrees with me. Sometimes it's just an important having a competent guy holding the clipboard. One hundred percent. I don't think. I don't think why and it takes the pressure off Kenny. It takes the pressure off Kenny. But these fellas too, they're, like they're competing for the job, but they're also they're also trying to get better as a team. And I know that if Haskins would have been there, and it's such a strategy that he was there, um, that he's gone. That if he was there. These these four fellas would have been vying for number one, but they want to get better. They were out there working together. It's not like they, it's not like they hate each other. They want to get number one and make the team better. And that's what I think anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I'll back that. All right. Well, let's get in the fun stuff or the funner stuff or the funnest <laughs> stuff or whatever it slightly is. I don't know. Uh, stuff will make you laugh. And we want the live chat to jump in if you want to as well and tell us your things. So I've got five questions, Mark, and then you can tack on two. Um, five. Got five questions. Wow. Yeah, five questions. Wow. Well. Wow. So these are one player you can name, um, and you can't. I don't, I don't want like multiple players. I want one. Um, all right, kicking it off. Who is the Steelers draft pick that you would most like to have a beer with? Have a beer with? Well, I don't know any of these guys personally. No. I don't um, know. You know what? You know who I'd say? I'd say probably Connor Haywood because Cam would come would come by too. Ah, oh, like that. Think, think, think logically. Yeah, I like that. But then, but the cam's like, no, nah, I'm busy. <laughs> uh, what about yourself? I'm going to go Kenny Pickett because yeah. I think it'd be good to test whether Kenny stops at one. And then <laughs> I think oh. as well. <laughs> I think as well. I think Kenny would give you a bit of perspective, and it might open him up a little bit more because I think he's taken it really serious, like really seriously. Um, which is a great thing. That interview, that couple of interviews he's done, he's, he's really serious. So I'd want to like ease the pressure off and just enjoy a chilled beer with him. Um, Imagine that though, if you if you had a few brewskis with Pickens before the game and he got dusted, and you and you're like, oh no, and he just went really bad. He went like eight for thirty eight or something. You're like, how is he this bad? And I was like, well, reportedly leaks that he had a beer with Aussie Steeler ninety one Maddie from Australia. <laughs> got a bit of trouble. Took him out on a bender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> who would you invite to Christmas lunch or dinner? Oh, hang on. Let me let me tr- uh, check the uh, the draft list here. Christmas lunch or dinner? Like, say, so with uh, your family, you know, he's got to talk to Aunt Betty and, you know, Grandma. And uh, Okay, I, I'd probably go, let's go uh, maybe Kenny Pickett because he got he, he may be the future the future franchise. Nothing, nothing against all the other fellas, but... <laughs> It is a, is a QB league, and it could be the future franchise of the Steelers. So maybe Kenny Pick comes around my house, 
have some dinner and then we chill out and talk Steelers. And then they're like, who's this guy? I'm like, well, he actually, he's the, he's the quarterback of the Steelers. And they're like, what, from Newcastle? No, 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 no. Like, not the Dragon? No, no, no. The Pittsburgh Steelers. He would be probably the guy to come over. Yeah, nice. I like it. Um, I'm going to go Connor Haywood for that one because I think he, he's respectful. and Yeah, so I'm going to swap you on that one. Um, all right. Who would you – you know how they do those charity boxing fights? Who would you oh, agree no. to box for a charity <laughs> boxing fight? All right. To test my manhood, I'm taking on George Pickens. Let's go. All right. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to win. I'm saying to test my manhood. He's Out of all of them, he's, he's the one you have to take on. Um, what does Rick? What does Rick Flair say? To be the best, you got to beat the best. It's George Pickens, mate. He's a, he looks like an animal out there. So I would either it'd either be Chris Oladokun for me, but I like winning, and like I'm probably gonna have to take on Calvin Austin because the reach that I would have over him would actually give me half a shot. <laughs> well, so. I, I could I'd have the better reach too, but then he would probably tell me up, and I'd still lose. I would lose to all these fellas. Oh, right? we'd both lose, but I just <laughs> <laughs> I would lose the minute I step into the ring. I'd be like gassed, and I'd be like, and then just get sock one. But I would uh, I would yeah, maybe take on Pickens here and just see what happens. But yeah, I, I <laughs> that was gonna make money for charity or something. If that made like a million dollars of charity, I got ten percent. Sign me up. <laughs> I like I like Alfred. George Pickens is going to be a good answer for every question. That make everything more interesting. Well, Alfred, you don't know what I've got coming next, so we'll see. All right, next question: Who would you hire in an office job? Oh boy, let me have a so you're the CEO of a company. <laughs> who are you hiring out of that lot? Uh, for an office job, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I kind of want to do George Pickens because I think. <laughs> Like, I look, imagine I, standing over the water cooler, like, <laughs> yeah, I just people on the auto side can't see what I was doing. I, anyway. The one thing with Pickens is what I, I probably need to do, do more research, but that aggressive nature can be, can be, you know, honed in. I just don't want it to, to affect the Steelers with the receivers we had in the past, and we all know who they are, how good they were, and, and go that route. But he can, he can hold that aggressiveness, and anything like that, when you have you full of passion. You turn into success. So let's let's choose Pickens again. Okay. All right. I'm gonna say Mark Robinson. Now, I don't know the guy from a bar of soap, but <laughs> if you can tell me a guy can adapt like that, you know, and and change colleges and settle in and take jobs and try different positions, I uh, I think he will do well in the workplace. He's adaptable. I, uh, I have to bring this up because Brian Brown sits here. On my still on Asian show, I have like myself wearing a nice Hawaiian yeah, I, I on like one, that of one. My, one, like one of my like you know chilling out uh, like thumbnails. He says here, Mark D, you have to meme that picture of Pickens watching his game, uh, watching his name being called next to you in the high Hawaiian shirt. I got to figure out how to do that, man, because some of these memes can just roll around the internet. And they are like they are so funny. Shoot me the photo. I can. I've got a meme creator on my computer. They I can ask, create one for you. You know the one that Pickens like actually where Pickens is watching the 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 draft right i sent in a, in our slack chat um what jeff was talking about it and you remember the, the the movie um uh what is it the monty python the the holy grail where they're yeah. wearing like what, what is movies where, around yeah he looks like he's wearing like the the knights of like he's what is he what is he wearing what is that like what is that know. is it a helmet is it like yeah I, okay with him on a serious note if he can hone his physical and aggressiveness to be productive for the Steelers, it's one of the best picks in, in a long time if he can prove it on the field. 
if we get in trouble and get flags, I'll be like, oh boy. That's what my fiance said. She's like, I hope there's no AB vibes. The guy's like one head knock away from going nuts. He's he's very like he's very fiery. I did see I did I saw some of his tape, and I, I need to maybe go down that route even more to see how he's how he's productive on the field. But the Steelers need that because we lost Juju, so we need that grit and that that physicality, and he brings that. Like, who stands like that watching the draft? I don't know, like, but I, I, I made the joke on Zoom. I made the joke on this VTC Zoom that like he'd just been in a car accident the morning before the draft or whatever, and like, is that the fire? You know. The race car drivers, they've got the fire suit. They wear the same yeah. thing. I was like, is that a fireproof suit, right? I, I don't know. I, don't know. I, have to, I think in this offense, I think he'll go really well if he can use that physical nature and that and that aggressiveness to go up and get the football and get first downs and start to get yard after catch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, <laughs> this is a good one. Who would you ask to um, say your best man speech? Who would I ask to say my best man speech? Uh, you know what I'm going to say? Probably Chris Oladukin, because I think we're going to be mates very soon. The, the moment that Chris Oladukin does Hadouken in the end zone, uh, he'll be like, oh, that was Mark, Mark D's idea from, from, uh, from Australia, and I love that. And he can start selling like Street Fighter shirts with Hadouken, but Oladukin on it. So then we'll be best mates, and then he'll probably invite me over like 2024 or something like that. Or is it, is it for my wedding or his wedding? His, your wedding. Oh, yeah, then I'll invite him over to that 24. Yeah, okay. Who would you ask to read out your eulogy at your funeral? All right, hang on. Wait a minute. Uh, well, boy, I'd, I'd really do, like, I don't know who brought it up, but whoever said bring up George Pickens for every single one because he's so, like, passionate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of want to just to do Pickens because I think from that meme, what I saw was so funny. And he's, but you know what? We'll go with someone else. Let's go with um, Calvin Austin. He can do it while he's running, like running track or something. Just run, just run past real fast. He was a good boy. Like that, you know? (laughs) (laughs) What? What are you talking about? Like, he's so fast. Calvin Austin's so fast. He can run by, yeah, Mike. Like that, you know? (laughs) He's like Roadrunner. Yeah, he can't do it standing still. He has to do it like running. Okay. Who would you go then? Uh, best man speech. Am I allowed to go the same person? Yeah, because you pick Pickens. I'm yeah, going Pickens pick, it. pick it. Pick, I'm going pick it because I think he'll you know, he'll be stay the course. Um, I don't know. Eulogy probably Calvin Austin. I'd agree. I think he'd get through it. People get bored on that in that stuff. So you know, what at a at a that's that's horrible to say at a funeral. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, well, I guess the only. I'm actually going to tell jokes. Like you know, when my grandparents passed, we had the honor of like my sister and I doing the joint eulogies for that, right? And like, we told some funny stories, like really funny stories that they did, and like a couple even like slightly crass stories. And it wasn't, I would say, slightly crass because some were like, "Oh, you don't really like." One of them, I had to swear in a church, right? And people like, "Oh, you don't do that." But that's who they that like that's the people they were you know, behind closed doors and it was, it's important, you know, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I got to know. Sometimes all you right. go listen to these and some people, it's just boring. I've got one for you, but I doubt, I doubt this works. That's right. That's all my questions. So that's all it I've just got. just came to me off the top of my head. What player do you think would, um, what player in this draft, you know, using the, you know, I think the NHL is gone now with the, 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 the hockey, who would be uh, a good hockey player, do you think? 
like for Ooh. the Penguins? Well, I don't. Say, I'll, I'll just pick the player I think is the worst at hockey because I don't go for the Penguins. Yeah, you're so weird, dude. You're on a, you're on a Steelers channel. We're no, I'm loyal. I'm loyal. I got taken to a Flyers game first, and therefore I go for the Flyers. And there are lots of there are but lots Philadelphia of Philadelphia hates Philadelphia hates the Penguins, and they, it's just like oh man, it would be Strange. easier. My fiance goes to the Penguins, and they do have a cool logo. Um, but you wear you wear you wear an orange, the Bengals logos, mate. Oh, I like the all blue. They've got an all black jersey, and they've got a camo <laughs> right. jersey too. All right, what's the answer? What what player do you think? Hockey player. Yeah, oh, it's Calvin Austin. That footwork, man, hundred yeah, percent. Zoom around, man. Like, and and he can just duck under these big mammoth six foot four Slovakians or Czechs or whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, that's that's it. Penguins forever, Britsburg. <laughs> vomit KT Smith's also a Flyers fan so I've got some support with All right, I've got I've got actually I've got one more for you uh, okay who do you, you go who yours do you, and then we'll go Owen's question who do you think out of these 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 seven draftees from 2022 would make the best teacher like overall teacher like for a classroom a high school classroom <laughs> uh DeMarvin Leal really why is that was that because he's a guy that sat, sat there and said, you know, like the draft did me wrong. I'm mm. going to prove everyone wrong. I think he would help uplift. He knows what it's like to be in a top team that still have to grind. And he's not like, he's not going to be everyone's first pick, but he's going to teach a hard work ethic and, a, and an idea of excellence. Yeah, I'm going I'm to go to Marvin Leal. I have to go back to Pickens. That's why I chose the question. It's funny. I, 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 need, I need to look into his stuff now because I just keep thinking that me in my head. And it's just like, imagine, imagine him on the board writing down his name. He's just like, he's calling out names. He's so angry. Like, he's, just, he's full, full of passion. We definitely need that. All right. Who would you trust to babysit your kids? Uh, let me have a look here. Um, Connor Haywood, man, because he's got good family behind him for sure. You know, Depends how naughty my kids are. If my kids aren't naughty, I'm picking Demarvin Leal because if anyone comes near them, he can beat them into oblivion. But um, yeah. otherwise... Uh, Oh, yeah, probably Connor. Only because he's got a, he knows he understands the a good relationship with a brother, like where you respect this, you're respectful, but you still have a bit of fun. So that's why I, that's why I pick him. Yeah, I reckon same too. For me, it'd be Connor Haywood because of the family that they yeah the family they have in the Steelers is already cool anyway with that camp. So definitely. Do we miss any questions? <laughs> Does um, anyone else in the live chat have a question for us? Oh, it could be anything. It could be for this little segment, or it could be. UDFAs, or it could be whatever we like. Just nothing about the Penguins, thanks. Oh, here we go, Alfred. Who would you call if you need to find... Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) Who would you call if you need to find a friend on who wants to be a millionaire? Who are you calling? Man, uh, I I don't know. So, so like, life or death, I need to get this question right to win a million dollars. Yeah. Let's go... I guess pick it. I I don't know. I don't know. It's gotta I have be no a, idea. Yeah, it's got to be a quarterback because no the memory is good with the plays. I kind of think Oladokun, like that great interview that um, Betts and um, Wilbar did with Oladokun, he was referencing a lot of different people and further back and remembering things really clearly. Yeah, I... I'm going to go pick it. I mean, he's a round one quarterback. Like, he's going to have to test high and he apparently had a good GPA at, at Pittsburgh. So I'm going to go pick it. And it's still to me, it's like if you're on the show and he's like a franchise quarterback, he's going to be well known, I guess, over these other other fellows in the draft. So 
they'll be like, oh, Kenny Pickett, franchise quarterback, Pittsburgh Steelers, is going to help you out. You're like, oh, yeah. So. All right. And then final question to wrap up the show. Britsburg Owen says, Matty, which UDFA excites you the most? For me, it's Matteo Durant. Brian Brown brought him up. Uh, we talked about him a little bit earlier, and I know you, you got to struggle with the time zone there, Britsburg Owen. Um, but we, uh, my guy with the moment, the UDFA the Steelers <clears throat> have signed was um, was Chris Steele, the cornerback out of USC. But I liked, I don't mind the lineman they got out of UNC as well. So what about you, Mark? I kind of like how Britsburg Owen asked Maddie and not me because I don't know who these players are. I don't know who the undrafted free agents are. I have no idea. Like, I'm so happy the draft is over and we have players that I can go research now that actually are yeah. on the team. I want their numbers. I, I hate how they got to wait. You got to wait for their numbers. Like, I know they got to yeah. wait to be on the team. Give them a number. Soon, right? I think it's the next, is it next few days. Yeah, but I think with rookies, they don't have to. I thought they only had to give the first four rounds out before. Or, or be certain on the first four rounds. Well, we know that uh, we know that um, Kenny Pickett's got number eight. Yeah, which I like, and I will be getting a Pickett shirt, not a jersey. Well, I'm don't tempted. You... Maybe he's going to be my first white jersey. I don't own a Steelers white jersey. Don't you have a Maddox, Tommy Maddox, number eight? No. Nah. Yeah. See, look, Dave agrees with me. It's just too much. The draft goes on for like since February, since since like February Super Bowl. It's like, oh, who's going to be next? And it goes on forever. And it's just, it's just so time-consuming to be like, what do these? who are these players? I would rather research the ones we have, right? So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, boy. Have you figured out... <laughs> Brian Brown, final question of this week's show. Have you figured out how Cam Sutton fits into the Steelers' starting defense? I don't know if the Steelers have figured that out yet. I think we've got to see what Levi Wallace does through training camp, right? But... To yep. me, it's probably slot right now. Like that, that's what makes the most sense. But it well, depends the, what they're going to do with Norwood as well. It's going to depend on injuries. It depends if they look to still bring someone in. Like the best thing know. is too is is it's a good problem to have, right? Having yeah. all these ex- excellent uh, or good, I mean, excellent good cornerbacks. It's a good problem to have. Have Cam Sutton now the other fellows in front. So uh, I, I, I like our defense, man. I really do. I think this is a good, good year this year. I probably say it every year, but this feels like to me top ten defense, and we are going to make some noise. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I do really like this Mateo Durant pick. I'm going to have a deeper look into him um, once I get through the the series on War Room of all the draft picks and um, looking at some of the draft picks that are rivals in the AFC North got as well, and, and where they can contribute. Um, but with that, that wraps up this week's Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peveril with Marky D as always. Go Steelers! Check it out.